Hey friends, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox once again. I hope you're doing well today. I'm hoping that you are feeling God's love today. That's what I pray for you today. Countless times throughout the Bible, we hear about God being called the potter, and we are his clay. Now, we see this in the following verses. If you have your Bible, we're jumping right into it today. If you have your Bible, feel free to read along with me, but these will be in the description. I'm reading from the NIV here. So the first one here is from Isaiah chapter 29, verse 16. It says this, You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, You did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, You know nothing? Hmm. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8 says this, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hand. Jeremiah 18.6 says this, Jeremiah 18.6 O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And then finally, Romans chapter 9, verses 20 and 21 says this, But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? I love that last one. And there are other verses that imply that God is a potter and we're his clay. When you're a potter, and what a potter is, is you form clay to create, you know, different types of dishes or vases or, you know, all cups, different, different things that you may need. Now, back then, they couldn't just go to Walmart to pick up <laughs> dishes or they couldn't go online and order a bunch of dishes shipped to the house. They had to make it, right? So when you're a potter, you have to really think about what you want to create or what you need to create for, for use. Now, if you're like, wow, I really need six cups because I'm having five friends over, so I need six cups. I, I don't have any cups. I'm going to create six cups. You have to really focus and understand what you want to use your clay for and what you want to create. That's why I really love these verses and that that definition of God as being the potter because he created the clay. Okay, He created all the dirt. He created everything. Now he's going to use that clay for his will to be done, for his purpose. It really hit me when I read, read these verses again. I was like, wow, okay, this is really cool. When we decide to become a new creation in Christ, we now accept our identity in Christ. We plan to do a series on identity in the future here at Holy Spirit Soapbox. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be a huge one. That's going to be a really, really big one. So hopefully you can listen to those when, when that comes out. But essentially, we now accept Jesus as our Savior to sanctify us. But what is sanctification? Sanctify is defined as such, to set apart for sacred use or consecrate, or to make holy or purify. This is according to the American Heritage Dictionary. We now 
are allowing ourselves to be given to God to become holy and pure in His eyes, not ours. It's about Him doing the work in us and through us, and we are to let go and let Him do that. You know, God has a purpose for every person who has ever lived. The purpose is to let His will be done. But if you don't allow God to mold you into what He needs for your purpose, He'll allow you as a clay to harden and not be changed. He'll allow you to do that. And at that point, the clay cannot be used correctly for the original purpose of His will to be done. Now, He may still use you in a different way as as you are refusing to change or refusing to allow God to mold you. But ideally, we have to allow and surrender for God to mold us. Now, we're not going to get into God's will versus free will because we did that exact episode a few weeks back called God's will versus your will. So check that out. But allowing God to mold us doesn't come easy. It won't come easy for us either. I can imagine, if you could, that if we were clay... And if, if the clay had nerves and, and a brain, it would, it would probably hurt really, really, really bad when it's being crushed and sculpted and molded and some of the clay falls off, right? Because you don't need all of that clay to create this special type of cup or something. And while it's being molded for a, something of purpose or special purpose, it would probably hurt a lot <laughs> being molded. And moved around. And the same goes for us. Then, when you're finished being molded, there's a process with clay where there's a kiln. And a kiln, a K-I-L-N, kiln, a kiln is a very hot oven where the clay pot or dish or whatever, after being molded, goes in to dry and become the finished product. Now, God may allow us to go through these very hot, quote-unquote, situations because He knows we've been molded enough by Him to withstand that heat, to withstand those trials. You might go into the kiln, right, after you've been moved around and molded nicely so that you can be used for God's purpose. And this all sounds not great right now, to be honest. It doesn't sound great. Like, why would I want to be molded? It's going to hurt. Why do I want to do all this stuff? Well, because it goes back to the sanctification thing. These trials and the molding and the the pain that we might endure right now in Jesus' name, as he said, we would endure in his name, is all for the greater good. And it's all for us to be used for his purpose and glorified, and sanctified. And why that's great is because these things are not eternal. These temporary trials and tribulations, they're not eternal, but God is. When you're molded, and then you're, you turn into that finished product for God, that, say if you're a cup, okay? Let's say you're molded into a cup. And this cup is going to be used for the special, for the kingdom of heaven. Something that we can't even fathom how awesome it is. That is worth it. That will all be worth it. Because if you're useless clay, I hate to say the word useless clay, but if you're clay that refuses to be molded and you refuse to even let God, even believe in God, that there is a potter and you just want to be left alone and you just want to be dirt, you just want to be clay. Well, that's cool now, but you get trampled on too, right? Life isn't all beautiful as well if you don't believe in God and you don't have eternal life without God. 
right? So we get molded and we get turned into these finished products for the glory of God and for our benefit and for the benefit of all people. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's for God and all people. Here's another analogy. Have you ever shaken a hand of like a carpenter or some sort of blue collar worker who consistently works with their hands? Their hands are kind of rough, (laughs) right? They're kind of rough. They're not really the softest hands on earth. And maybe you're that person. Maybe you are. I'm not. I work on a laptop all day, so mine aren't too rough. But I've shaken some really rough, calloused hands in my life. Now, a callus is where the skin continues to grow and thicken, right? And the funny thing is, calluses are usually in like the same places on a hand. So I'm looking at mine right now, and I have some calluses under my each of my fingers. Like if I kind of right into the palm, they're, they're calluses, a little fir- more firm there, right? But some people, depending on their trade might have calluses in different spots, maybe on their fingertips or maybe more on their thumb and maybe more on their palm or whatever, right? It depends on the trade and what you do consistently. When my dad was here, he helped rake our backyard. Super helpful. Now, we got a blister on his hand. He showed me. He's like, oh, look at this. I'm going to get a blister. I have a blister now. I'm like, oh, man, well, that stinks. But maybe it will callus. And if he ever rakes again, it shouldn't blister or it might not blister as quickly, right? And then God spoke to me in that moment. I was like, oh, wow, okay, I see it now. Being molded or being used for the purpose of God's will to be done will hurt. It will. It will hurt a little bit or maybe a lot of bit. It will bring out the dirty, oriented away, selfish human being in us and bring out the sanctified, renewed clay pot or finished product useful for God's purpose here and in eternity. Now, Think about it. You're taking someone that might be addicted to like a drug. We'll say somebody's addicted to drugs. And, and then you change them to be more and more dependent on Jesus instead of the drugs. That's going to hurt. <laughs> That's very life-changing and painful. They, they might go through withdrawals and, and maybe other things, but it's meant to bring you into a much better place than being dependent on the drugs which can kill you. These sins can kill you, whereas Jesus brings eternal life. We know this. But the process is not easy. The process in between, because we're taking our these habits or these addictions to sin. And sin is the same way. It's not just drugs. It's not just alcohol. Sin is the same way. We, we're, we get so addicted to the sin. And then when we're trying to get out of those habits and out of those things to be more dependent on Jesus Christ, which we know saves us and gives us eternal life, that process along the, along the way of being molded and shaped into something for God's purpose for here and in eternity will hurt. And as we continue to be molded, right, and formed by God, we will get these blisters because they hurt. It will hurt. In our minds in our bodies, in our hearts, and that will create these calluses over time so that we can continue fulfilling our purpose for God. We're squeezed and formed as clay to form the final product that is a sanctified, eternal being under God. And as we continue to follow what God directs us to do, it will hurt, and it might be worrying at first. You know, let's just say, as an example, God's purpose for you is to become a preacher. Let's just say. And he wants you to go across the world and preach to many people and spread the gospel. 
but you, you'll get pushback. Maybe you will get pushback the entire time. And it might worry you. But as you continue to follow your calling and purpose, you'll acclimate and become calloused. So you don't feel the pain of this sanctification and molding as much. It's still going to hurt. You're still going to get pushback from people. And it, maybe he'll have you speak in a small group. And then maybe like a, a small church. And then a bigger church. And then you're going to be preaching all over the world. Maybe he just wants, he wants to mold you to the, for the purpose of his will to be done. He never, God never promised an easy life here. He never did. But he promises an eternal life. And he promises that we won't be alone when he's sculpting us. Because, well, he's a sculptor. If, if the sculptor doesn't leave his clay alone when he's sculpting. He has to keep an eye on it. He has to keep sculpting it. He has to keep molding it. And his hands are always guiding you and moving you. And even if it gets tough, it's not the end. You'll be formed into a sanctified, holy end product that will be with him for all eternity. So here are your verses to meditate on, two of which are from the beginning that I read to you, but we added a few extra verses for context. Okay, so we're going to go over these verses right now. If you have your Bible, feel free to read along with me. If not, they're in the description once again. So the first one is Isaiah chapter 29. We did 13 through 16. And it says this. This is Isaiah, the prophet, preaching to the people of Israel on behalf of God. And he says, The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down. Here's the verse that we read earlier. You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, you did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? Now, what he's saying here is that we try to mold ourselves, the clay. We try to make up these rules to say this is what the potter is like. And then we try to mold ourselves around what we believe the potter's like, when the potter's not even close to that. The potter created us. The potter molds us. Not the clay. The clay does not mold the potter, nor does the clay mold the clay. The potter molds the clay. So we have to trust in God. It says all these things, like the intelligence and wisdom that you think is intelligence and wisdom, will be gone. Those aren't real wisdom and intelligence. True wisdom comes from God. And God says, I will mold you so that you know wisdom, so you know intelligence, and so you know who I am. So give me your hearts. Give me your hearts. Fully surrender to me. And I will mold you. And I will sanctify you. So you can be glorified with me in heaven. The next one is Romans chapter 9. So now we did Romans chapter 9, verses 16 through 21. And it says this, It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For Scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. 
Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you? A human being to talk back to God. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and for some, com some for common use? People think they were created become failures. Similar to what is said about the Pharaoh. Except if we read in Exodus, Pharaoh was created the way we were all created, to love and trust in God. That's how he was created. We were all created good. But his heart continued to be hardened on his own. And God allowed that to happen. Then God used that for his glory. Either way, Pharaoh decided to not let God mold him. He decided to mold himself and create the laws and intelligence and wisdom himself. And then rule and enslave God's people, <laughs> the Jewish people. So God was like, fine. But I'm going to use that for my glory anyway. So God essentially is like, well, if you want to keep walking away from me, then I will use it to show my power, glory, and how I will be able to utilize that fact for the better of all mankind. The same way Judas followed the prophecies but was not created to do so. He was created to love God and people. But his own selfishness took over and, and God allows our free will to occur to glorify him in some way. So the potter, or God, will make the pot needed to glorify him with the clay that you give to him. If you give him everything, or all of you, he will use that for his glory. If you only give him some of you, he'll still use that for his glory. If you give him none of you, he will use that for his glory. Either way, we're the clay and he's the potter. And as Jim Carrey says in Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, that movie, if you've ever watched it, he says, you can't stop me no matter who you are. That's God talking. <laughs> okay, God's saying, you can't stop my, me from being glorified. So you can either be with me or against me. But I highly advise that you, the clay, stay the clay and be molded into something beautiful that can be benefited for all of mankind, that could be benefited for all of eternity, where you will be with me for all eternity with no pain, no suffering. Yes, it hurts during life. Of course, when you're being molded, it'll hurt. But I will bring you to heaven with me forever, and you will never have to witness that pain again. Those are the two that we went over earlier, two out of four that we went over earlier. Here's one more for you that's going to sum everything up, okay? This is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says this, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. That's a different view of this, Okay. The callous part or the blistering and the callousing part is painful when we put ourselves through struggles or when the world puts us through struggles. But staying disciplined and trusting in God produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. Meaning when we abide in Jesus, like literally abide in Christ and live in Christ and let him in the spirit work, the harvest will be fruitful to glorify God. 
And during that time of struggling or temptations knocking us in the head, it'll be hard. It'll create the blisters. But calluses will form, and the Spirit will strengthen us in those times. So finally, let's dig deeper with three questions. Question number one, how do you feel now knowing that God will form us for his glory? Question two, how has God formed you throughout the past few weeks or months or seasons or years? Question three, what are some ways you can strengthen your trust in the potter? Now, these three questions will be available in the description as well, so you can refer back to them. But I would love to pray over all of us and close us out. Thank you once again for joining in the Holy Spirit Soapbox. We, we love that you all are continuing to listen. We love that you all continue to pray for us. We ask that you continue to pray for this ministry so that we can continue to reach people all over the globe. Now, if you can join me in prayer, please take your prayer posture if it's safe to do so, and let's do that. Let's talk to God. Our Father, our Holy Potter, give us the ability to see your holiness today. We know that you are constantly forming us to become what you need for us to be here on earth, for us to allow the Spirit to work in us and through us. Lord, we, we pray that throughout the forming and the blisters that we are given what we need to continue to be formed to change for your glory. We ask that in the temptations, we're brought in closer to you instead of letting our selfishness push us away. We pray all of this knowing we will become the pots useful for your kingdom forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. <music>